Welcome, it's indisputable, good to be with you. We have a lot on the agenda today. Breaking down news of the day, my contributor Jackson White, co-founder and editor-in-chief of Politiscope, TYT Rebel HQ creator, all around great person. Also in the bullpen, we have Chris, uh, Christian Daytok who's back. Uh, Christian is the White House correspondent for the Washington Examiner. We've had him on the show before, should be a very interesting discussion about Republican primaries in specific, how the Republican primary may shape out in the state of Georgia, all right? Okay, top story of the day, Matt Gates. Matt Gates says he has spoken with Donald Trump about becoming Speaker of the House, and yes, the rules would allow that. And, and when they regain power, it's going to be a new day of reckoning. This guy literally, basically threatened everyone in the United States Congress. Here's video one. It has been 174 days since my colleagues and I sent a letter to FBI Director Ray asking basic questions about the FBI's involvement in January 6th. Americans should not be languishing in hideous unconstitutional conditions waiting for basic answers like this, waiting for basic answers regarding evidence, waiting for access to counsel. This report must be a guidepost for ongoing Republican oversight effort in the Congress. Because we are going to take power after this next election. And when we do, it's not gonna be the days of Paul Ryan and Trey Gowdy and no real oversight and no real subpoenas. It's gonna be the days of Jim Jordan and Marjorie Taylor Greene and Dr. Gosar and myself doing everything to get the answers to these questions. Oh, That's not all of it, there's more. Here's the next one. Uh, yes, sir. If you do retake the House, would you want uh, ex-President Trump uh, to be the speaker? I would. Have you talked to him about it? I have. And what did he say? Oh, I keep my conversations with the former president uh, between the two of us. Yes. That's Matt Gates answering a question about former President Donald J. Trump becoming Speaker of the House. Once again, yes, the rules technically would allow that. So let me give you some background to this insanity. First of all, Matt Gates is proclaiming that the FBI was involved in January 6th and he wants basic answers. But these are the same individuals who do not want basic answers to be given to the American public as it relates to Trump's involvement, which was very public or other organizations, other groups who funded and coordinated and provided transportation to that terrorist attack. It gets deeper. Representative Matt Gates, Republican out of Florida, said Tuesday he's spoken directly with former President Donald Trump about installing Trump as Speaker of the House if Republicans win control of the chamber in the midterms. Reviving an idea he pushed over the summer that was largely dismissed by all but the most extreme right uh, uh, right fringes of the GOP. Now here's the reality, if Donald Trump wants the job and the Republicans hold the majority, guess what, he'll get it, he'll get the job. Because the Republicans that oppose him truly only oppose him or started to oppose him when he had no more political power. 
go back and check the record. So if this becomes a political power play, where now Donald Trump can exert political power and he's willing to use that power in their own Republican primaries moving forward. Either A, he gets the job or B, you get a lot of Republicans who will have to resign if they oppose him. And typically these guys do not resign, all right? There's more. When asked at a news conference whether he'd spoken with Trump about the idea, a beaming Gates, one of the hardest right representatives in Congress responded, I have. Though he declined to go into further details. Uh, here's a um, retweet from the Hill. We are going to take power after this next election. This is a quote from Gates. When we do, it's not going to be the days of Paul Ryan and Trey Gowdy. And no real oversight and no real subpoenas. He's threatening everybody. It's going to be the days of Jim Crow, I mean Jim Jordan, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and Dr. Gosar, and myself. Right, the guy who was under federal investigation for underage child sex trafficking. That guy. You see, to me, He's doing a favor to Democrats and Democrats need favors right now because they're not doing a whole lot to move the needle of the progressive agenda, which is a solutions based agenda. They need people like Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene. The truth is Democrats, and let's be very clear and very honest. Democrats are not excited about voting for Democrats in the midterm. They're not excited about Joe Biden in the next presidential cycle. Maybe he doesn't run for reelection, we don't know. At this point, The one person guaranteed to get Democrats excited is actually Donald Trump. And that's a damn shame. Jackson, what are your thoughts? Well, the biggest shame about you know Donald Trump being the biggest motivating factor for the Democratic Party is that we've seen the impacts of that wane as the Democratic Party is a lot more divided and diverse than the Republican Party, which is a lot more homogenous. And as you pointed out, if Donald Trump wants this job, then he's got it. And the likelihood of the Republicans who only need to take five seats from the Democrats to take back the House, including all the gerrymandering that's been going on and just the tradition of the you know the chambers of Congress and the Senate swinging back and forth between elections, and the House being even more on Trump's tails than the Senate has been because it's less politically damaging to them because yeah. the House just runs things. Trump would have a mega bullhorn for his reelection in 2024, and I always caution people who say like you know they'll say his ego won't allow him to lose twice. Well, no, 69% of the Republican base believes that you have to think he won in 2020 to even consider yourself to be a real Republican. And the fact that Donald Trump has already gotten away with saying that he really won the election, he could just do it again. Yeah. You know, so there's really no reason for him, you know, who he really just kicked his feet up and played golf and had no plan during his entire presidency. There's no reason for him to not take advantage of stuff like this. He doesn't have a Twitter account that would give him another bullhorn. So this is something that it should be taken seriously because the Republican Party is too far gone and this is where they are right now. Yeah, I agree 100%. And speaking of excitement, we do have people inside of the movement of left who would excite voters. Bernie Sanders has excited and would excite in the future, AOC, same thing. 
corporations and corporate Democrats are terrified of them and would try to destroy them if they ran in those elections, president, etc. We are hoping that there's some level of delivery for the policies that they promise. I'm talking about Biden and Kamala Harris, that there's a delivery of those promises. Cuz right now, that's the only thing you got left that will excite your base to come back out and vote for you. Marjorie Taylor Greene again, she says that yeah, racism is real. And people are being targeted because of the color of their skin. We're talking about white people, okay? Marjorie Taylor Greene says January 6th prisoners, okay, we're talking about people that committed terrorism, are abused because of the color of their skin. That's what she has said, let's go to the video. Um, well, looking at looking in the jail, I reported we put the full tour in there. So there's a lot of detail about every single part of the jail. Now, here's what I can say about criminal justice reform. I do not think it's good for anyone in prison to be have to read Nation of Islam newspapers and that be one of the only publications they have or or information or curriculum that informs them because of the color of their skin. This is why they're being treated this way. I don't think that is good to rehabilitate anyone. I think in prisons and jail, we should rehabilitate people. And that has to do with job skills, education, and and building character so that when they leave there, they're able to have, have a really good second chance. And those are the things I believe in and I would like to work on. As far as the difference in the jail, though, it's very clear. The January 6th defendants... They were not allowed to participate in any of the continuing education curriculums that we were shown that other inmates and other pretrial defendants are allowed to participate in. The January 6th defendants are not allowed to participate in job training like the other inmates and defendants are allowed to participate in. The January 6th defendants are not allowed to participate in mock trials that there was a third-year loss a law school student there helping other inmates learn how to handle the courtroom and what to do. None of those things were offered for the January 6th defendants. They were isolated in a separate wing of the jail where they are abused, where they are ridiculed, where they are mocked because of their political beliefs and because of January 6th and because of the color of their skin. So there is a two-tier justice system, and these are the things that need to end. I believe in criminal justice reform, but I believe it should be reform that's fair across, completely across political lines and skin color. And I can tell you what we saw in the D.C. jail, none of that exists. Finally, Republicans believe there's a two-tier justice system. Finally, Republicans believe that, yes, there's discrimination and bias in the criminal justice system. But they believe it's adversarial to white people with white skin. Marjorie Taylor Greene saying more insane things. I didn't think it could get any worse. With her, it definitely has. Let me give you some background to this. Now, she claims that they are forced to read the Nation of Islam newspapers. Not true. The newspaper is called The Final Call. It is in federal prisons. But 82% of the literature inside of federal prisons are Christian literature. They have access to this. It sounds as if she's trying to make a case to get rid of the variation of religious text 
or religious literature inside of the jail. Another thing, her claims about physical abuse and discrimination because they are white, that claim has no basis in fact. There is no report, there is no video, there is no eyewitness testimony to back up her claims. Now, let's get to the meat of it. The wild claims came during a press conference alongside who? Representative Paul Gosar, Florida Rep Matt Gates, Texas Rep Gomert, where the quartet decried the treatment of the small group of alleged Rogers who've been jailed because they've been charged with some of the most serious crimes committed during the insurrection at the Capitol. Now see, this is context, right? When you go to prison, you are classified based on offense. This classification determines if you are violent, if you are not a threat or possibly pose a threat to the physical safety of others and to the jail staff. That's why there's a classification process. This process has been in place, this protocol has been in place for about 60 years in the United States of America, formally for about 60 years, okay? Um, it gets deeper. The Texas rep, uh, Gomert, went on to support Green's accusations by saying, and I quote, what is being described by these political prisoners is nothing short of human rights violations. Gomert backed up Green's claims that the alleged January 6th uh, rioters uh, terrorist attack um, that they were being abused while offering a caveat on her charge of racism. We've been accused of saying, "Oh, you're out to help the whites. I don't know what skin color everybody in the DC jail had until I got there. But other inmates are telling me the most verbally abused person in there happens to be black, that he has caught more flack than any of the white defendants, he said. Well, Marjorie Taylor Greene is all white, said it's all white people. They need to get their stories together before they go tweeting. Okay, both Gomert and Green often spread conspiracy theories like this. They are peas in a pod. There's more. If they were going to charge someone with insurrection, it's beginning to sound more and more like those would be agents for the federal government that were there stirring things up, trying to get people engaged in violence. Once again, an echo effect of what Matt Gates said during his press conference by saying, we demand the FBI tell us about their involvement. You know why they frame it that way? To make you think, oh, obviously the FBI is involved if they're asking the question that way, okay? And now you have other representatives who are coming out saying, it was the federal government who actually made these white people who committed an act of terror do the terroristic thing. Guess what? It won't work on you, but there's a section of society that will eat this junk up. They will eat it up and believe it to be the gospel truth. And they know it. Gomer knows good and damn well the FBI didn't do this. Gates knows good and damn well. Marjorie Taylor Greene, she probably actually believes they did it. <laughs> All right, Jackson, what are your thoughts? Yeah, well, I think that was a perfect intro to to me. I think she probably actually does believe it because Marjorie Taylor Greene is 
insane. And the fact that she holds as much weight as she does within the voting base, especially the Trump, you know, the Trump base of the Republican Party, really just signals where they are. And you know, this is this is a this is an old tale, you know, the reverse racism and you know, it's a two-tier justice system when all of a sudden it's about people who ran up in the Capitol buildings. You know, they're so unjustly in jail right now because, you know, that's just a normal thing that people do on a, you know, regular Wednesday. They just run up in the Capitol. And, you know, outside of that, like, uh, I don't remember, not one of some other, one of these other kids who shot up some school or something, and they was looking for his parents, and they had a picture of him when he was like in church or something. And some conservative pundit gave a take where they were like, they're trying to, make you scared of white people and it's, you know, so this is not new. And this is something that's been going on for a very long time. And it really just kind of shows a projection of a guilty conscience in a lot of ways. That's right. <laughs> that's really all it is at the end yeah. of the day. It's like, well, no, 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 look at it. Look, let's see, it's happening over here too. Mm-hmm. So Very well said. You know, this country just experienced another mass shooting in a school, in a school. And the alleged perpetrator got the gun from his parents. Parents have been arrested. The parents are on the run, they get arrested, and then they get a bond. I don't, how you get a bond and you on the run from the police? Do you think Republicans are sensitive to the reality of what's happening right now in this country? No. Colorado Republican Representative Lauren Boebert has followed up. Representative Thomas Massey in a gun-filled Christmas family portrait. Here's the picture. Look at that. A child has just killed other children in a mass murder in the United States of America. And this is what Republican lawmakers are posting on social media. So Lauren Boebert wrote, the Boeberts have you six. Representative Thomas Massey, no spare ammo for you though. And I'm sure they're in their, you know, nice home, their protected community. Ha 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 ha. It's a damn shame. The humanity, the sensitivity needed to be a leader seems to be non-existent with these people. It gets deeper. Um, let me remind you of what Representative Thomas Massey put. His quote was, Merry Christmas, P.S. Santa, please bring ammo. This was days after the mass killing of children at a school. Massey did receive criticism over the photo. The Republican faced an instant backlash for a social media post coming just four days after suspected teenage gunman Ethan Crumbly, Ethan Crumbly opened fire at his high school in Michigan. The 15-year-old sophomore is accused of killing four students, Tate, Hannah, Madison, and Justin, all right? And wounding others in Tuesday's deadly attack. He was charged as an adult on 24 counts, including four charges of first degree murder and one count of terrorism. In 2021, there were at least 149 incidents of gunfire on school grounds resulting and 32 deaths and 94 injuries nationally. Uh, but listen, you know, they're not the only ones. See, this has been part of their culture for a while. Let's put up the picture. This is another 
family of armed individuals. Nevada State Assembly member who is a Republican, gun toting family. That's their Christmas greetings. All right, you got another one, the Brophy family. Let's go to it. This is a state senator out of Colorado. Once again, boom, right? Let me give you a sobering reality. A third of households, a third of households with children have a gun and nearly half of gun owning households with children do not store all of their firearms safely. Guns in the home are more likely to endanger than protect loved ones. The presence of a gun in the home makes the likelihood of homicide three times higher, suicide three to five times higher, and accidental death four times higher. Eight children and teens are killed or injured in accidental shootings involving an improperly stored gun each day in America. And I want to remind you that if you have a gun in your household, and this is just statistical data, you're more likely to injure a friend accidentally, a family member intentionally, or yourself accidentally or intentionally than you are to actually stop an invader from coming into your home. Jackson, what are your thoughts? I think that it's important to realize and to never forget that you know the main people who you know take these pictures and post them, the main people who fight against any type of regulation on guns are people who think that everyone from every corner of the planet is their enemy, including public officials who aren't fully on board with their lunacy. You know, as you know, speaking of the insurrection, you know, the people chanting "Hang Mike Pence." You know, the the family where I'm from in St. Louis, the lawyer family who came outside with the weapons because people were protesting, and just that by itself made them, you know, staples and icons. Kyle Rittenhouse, who murdered three people just because they were at a Black Lives Matter protest. That alone, the symbolism of the weapons. And it being used against, you know, integration in any type of way, that by itself is really the shining ornament for the right wing. And so it actually does promote real life violence. It's not yeah. just like cute pictures. It, it 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 promotes violence in the streets. Yeah, and because Republicans typically have no ideas, they promote. People in different ways. They find villains or they find heroes. They make villains out of individuals who are simply trying to do right, typically, by the American people or the global community. And they make heroes out of folks that kill people, like Rittenhouse and others. Those become their heroes. The people that try to save lives become their villains. We have more on the other side, it's indisputable. Stick and stay. All right, we got a lot of show left, okay? Let me remind everyone about aspiration, okay? This is something that is good for the environment and everything else. You have peace of mind that you're not polluting the environment with aspiration. You feel good about yourself because you're making a positive impact in the world through planting trees, etc. In other words, you are a bit of a hero. It's actually great rates, so you can also make the most money while doing good. You keep your balance high and your carbon footprint low while enjoying up to 83 times more interest than a big bank. Earn up to $500 a year on interest. Goodbye fossil fuels, hello 5% interest on your savings. 
Grow your savings and reduce your carbon footprint now with Aspiration. All right, here's how you find it, aspiration.com forward slash TYT. Even if you don't celebrate Christmas, you can celebrate gifting. It's good to give, it's good to take something that you have and give it to somebody else. As I said before, nothing you have will ever reach its fullest potential until you give it away. If you did not order, you have missed the guaranteed deadline for shipping to come to you from the TYT store before December 25th, all right? But that's okay. You can give somebody the gift of membership. With this gift, you are helping advocate for critical progressive policy objectives. Go to tyt.com forward slash gift to make that happen for somebody in your life, all right? Ladies and gentlemen, I wish you Karen would. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? You're I feel great. Back off! I said, "Come here, African American men threaten my life." They're playing. That's what the park is for. I never saw a car in here. It's a it's a fire wheel car. I just doesn't bother me. What bothers me is you have a little kid in here. This doesn't have a driver's license. You're just a little kid. You're not with him. It's not a real car. She she said, no, 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 the problem is he's driving this car and he doesn't have a license. That's the problem here. I, I've never seen this before. <laughs> <laughs> I had to highlight this, Karen. Uh, let's put up a let's put up the uh, graphic, let's put up the screenshot. <laughs> That's a person who got dressed said, I'm about to commit some Karenicity today. That's like the ultimate Karen disguise outfit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, Jackson, um, I have uh, driven one of those vehicles before when I was a child. Yeah. You may have driven one of those vehicles oh, before. Yeah. Did you have a license, sir? Because I did not at the time. Nah, man, I'm 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 in the streets with it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't got, I don't got no use for a license in my big boy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but they riding dirty, man. No yeah, license, yeah, no tag. Yeah. You know how we do it, but you don't know. No, she actually reminded me of this lady, uh, uh, God rest her soul now, named Mrs. Gert, who used to live across the street when we was kids. And we was in like the second, third, fourth grade, and she used to call the police on us for playing outside. And we used to look over and she'd be like peeking out her windows, looking like when the police would come. And we was like in the second, third grade, just playing. You know what I'm saying? She used to come outside and threaten to, oh, but she, she used to go crazy. And it's just the same thing, you know. A lot of people, unfortunately, as they get older, they may be very unhappy and not have many people around them uh, who love them. So, you know, maybe that's just all it was. I don't know, man. We've highlighted some really young parents <laughs> on this show too, man. Uh, they seem booed yeah, up with somebody, right. and they were still just as much caring as anyone else. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, I got something for you. Double dose. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a and Sunday? This white lady thinks I'm robbing my own car because I'm black. What's your reg number? Wait, wait, you think I'm robbing my own car because I'm black? You look like you're rifling through someone's car. That's my flipping car. You think I'm robbing my own car because I'm black? Wait, wait, call the police. Call the police. Call the police. Call it. Call them right now. Call them right now. You're you're so racist because I'm black. You think I'm robbing my own car? Everything comes License. Out now, doesn't it? So the registration. Brilliant. What? What? Flame. What? Galvia, racist. 
Cough. Huh? Just off. It's nothing about Shut the f up. Get off then. Get out of here. Get out of here. Now get out of here. Shut up. Shut up. I live in this area. I live in this area. Get out of here. Get out of here. Why are you coming back? Why are you coming back? Now, I don't want you to apologize. You assume I'm yes. robbing my own car because of my color. No, no, no. Get I... out of here, fam. Get out of here. I don't want to talk to you. Can I just say no, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want I don't. Why are you going to come up to me and assume I'm robbing my own car because I'm black? Because, you look like you're because I'm wearing tracksuit and I'm in my passenger area. I'm in my passenger area. Get out of here, man. I don't care. Get out of here. And you're going to be everywhere. I hope everyone sees this. Yep. Everybody will. And that accent, sir, is just superb, by the way. Okay, uh, this particular Karen tried to reconcile her behavior at some point. She left, she thought about what she had done. Maybe she thought about she was being recorded, I don't know. But she came back. Does that excuse her? Do we say, you know, Karen, we're gonna give you a pass here because you did in fact apologize for your extreme behavior as it relates to a man inside of his own vehicle. I don't know, Jackson, do we get passes here? Uh, I mean, you know, I guess that's on a case by case basis, depending on how you feeling that day. But you know, this is a worldwide thing. And again, we I've said this on this show before, I can't imagine, you know, just seeing something and thinking that it's my responsibility to go up and, and if he was robbing the car, like <laughs> what were you gonna do about it? You know, don't you think that he probably could have hurt you or something? Like, or it, you know, like, so it's just to put yourself in a position like that really isn't smart anyway. If you even think that, you know, someone's robbing a car in broad daylight, maybe I shouldn't walk up to them and say something about it. But, you know, not only is, is her audacity on that end, but her audacity is on the other end where she thinks nothing will happen to her just cause, you know, yeah. so. And here's the thing, and this these are the examples that I use to highlight the reality that when white women say they are afraid of black men and they try to weaponize their whiteness against the black individual, they're not afraid of black men. They're not. Because routinely we see videos where white women are just trying to put black men in their place, so to speak. And like you just highlighted, if this person was really committing bold enough to commit that kind of criminal act in broad daylight, you as an individual, in particular a woman, would say, you know what? This may not be an opportunity, a good moment for me to insert myself. Maybe I just need to call the police, which we don't want people to do that for folks that aren't stealing anything. But the reality is these women have not been afraid of black men. And I have not seen yet on this show where there's actually a woman who's exert, who's exhibiting Karenicity, showing that she's afraid of the person she's going after. Have you noticed that Jackson? That's a very good point. No, I, I, I haven't uh, I haven't noticed anyone actually being afraid. I, yeah. You know, like and, and in part of the real when you, you the wish of Karen Wood when she says there's an African American man threatening my life. Like, you know, if they were really afraid, they probably would be running and screaming, asking sure. for help, you know, stuff like that. So that's a very good point. I never really zeroed in on that. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons we highlight this dangerous behavior because let's say she does make a big deal out of this, right? That situation could have went totally different. She already made a big deal, she could have made a bigger deal about it. 
but the guy was on point. He started recording immediately, had all of the evidence he needed to show that this woman was simply harassing him for no reason. We got more, it's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back. I got another Karen, but I wanted to I wanted to present this story a little differently. Because I think we've made another discovery in the Karenicity handbook. Remember, we're keeping notes about Karenicity. Here it is. Okay, we heard you. Yeah, no. Can you call it because she won't let us call it? Yeah, it's phone number. 916. Well, he could have turned off the ring, the ringer. Oh my God! Are you to get naked, lady? All right, guys. I can't like your phone. You don't. You don't need to. Guys, yeah, dude. Let's try to just stay calm and cool. Okay. So 916. I really need my phone back. Stop looking at him like it's her. Talk to him. He's trying to help you. Let me get the number. 916. Is everything in my pocket? You want to pat him down? You pat me down, bro. Is it in your purse, ma'am? Yeah, it is. I'm so oh sorry. Really? I am sorry. All right, I am cool. Sorry. I apologize. I'm really sorry. No, you're not. Fascinating. I think we have discovered. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, these bring joy to my heart. I think we have discovered another reality, another complexity associated with the creature known as Karen. Now, we have been able to observe Karens in their natural habitat, basically retail stores. <laughs> but this particular Karen, here's what we have discovered, Jackson. What have we discovered? It is possible <laughs> to probably not be a Karen, but actually engage in Karenicity momentarily and be genuinely apologetic about being wrong. That's one part of the possible discovery here. And now, what's the other one? Here's the other one. She's a Karen through and through because the entire time while she was claiming they stole her phone, she was still looking in her damn purse, <laughs> which means she was not actually sure they stole her damn phone. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I think it's that she's a Karen through and through because <laughs> there wasn't really enough time for her to even process to be sorry. You know that that's that's one of the things you have to realize about apologies. You need a little bit of time, at least more than a millisecond, to actually be sorry. And again, you know, people do stuff like this, and it's like you know, one of the things that keeps you know me from just immediately accusing someone is the first the thought that I could be wrong, and two, like 
there could be problems created if I am wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what am I gonna say? How am I gonna look? Like, how am I even gonna apologize for it? Yeah. And especially, you know, especially depending on the situations you're in again, like people really put themselves in and how would he have taken her phone that was in her purse? Was he so quick and slick that he'd like he pickpocketed her that good? Wait a minute, brother, that's easy. Magic. You're right. That's magic. all it was. That's, that's all he that's had to what, do. That's all he had to use. Was that's magic. all he had to do. You okay. Know what I'm Usually, Jackson, when we see a situation like this, a Karen has accused someone of stealing, it is exposed that nobody committed any theft. The Karen doubles down and says something like, "Well, you don't have to be rude about it, right?" They, they're still <laughs> mad, not apologizing. Right. At least, at least this Karen did not do that. But once again. Her own behavior betrays her because literally while she was claiming they stole her phone and turned the ringer off in order to hide the action and telling the store owner there needs to be action here, which means the police. While she's saying all of this, Jackson, she's steadily looking through her purse showing she's not sure that they stole the damn phone. She's not even sure it's missing. She got a magic. She got a magic purse too. It just go endlessly. <laughs> she just reach in and her arm go endlessly in all the way down, and she just couldn't find it. It's a That's Harry Potter. It it's a Harry Potter purse. That's all. No, no. Way. Actually, actually, it's a Mary Poppins purse. Yeah, no, you're right. I almost said that, but I didn't. But that's even better. Yeah, that's <laughs> even better. All right. Okay. Uh, let me bring everyone to the reality of bad cops, and this bad cop gives all cops a bad name. Cops like this. A cop planting drugs on citizens for years, planting drugs one by one, bust after bust. Okay, let's put up his mug shot. He's been caught. Put his mug shot up. Take a good look at this guy. Okay, this is a former cop in Jacksonville, spent his whole two year police career planting drugs on innocent people during traffic stops. He literally became a cop just to be corrupt. You gotta think about how deep this is. That means that he knew when he was applying for the job that this was an industry he could be corrupt on the inside of. He knew as a professional police officer, he could find a safe haven for his corruption. His name is Zachary Wester, 28 years of age. He was sentenced to 12 and a half years for his crimes. Put his picture up again. I want people to see this, okay? All right. He actually seems like a nice guy when he talks. I mean, this guy was deadly with his charisma. And well, I'm so sorry. You know, we're gonna have to take you to jail. And his victims are claiming, no, that's not mine. I don't know where you got that from. I'm so sorry, I gotta take you in for this. He planted it. Let me give you some background. Nearly three years. After former North Florida deputy Zachary Wester first faced suspicions that he secretly planted drugs on innocent motorists, jurors convicted him on numerous charges in the crooked cop case. Wester was found guilty on 19 counts involving three of his alleged victims. He had more by the way, but they had good evidence on those. And not guilty on 48 other counts involving the other nine victims, not because he didn't do it, but but because the evidence had to be weighed in a particular way in court, and they didn't have all of the evidence they had on these others. A jury found Wester guilty on counts involving Teresa Odom, Joshua Emanuel, and Stephen Van, all of whom were charged with possession of meth, 
after they were pulled over for a simple traffic stop. Here are clips, I got some clips from the body camera, okay? These clips have no sound, but here are some of the clips, all right? This is literally this cop planting drugs, his body camera's on. Now what he tried to do in some of these cases, after he planted the drugs, he would then explain to the motorist what he's found. But what he tried to do is cuff the drugs inside of his glove or set his hand a particular way to where his camera would not catch it. He wasn't smart enough to get away with it. His camera actually caught him in ways that he did not think the camera did. So he tried to trick the camera, he tried to trick law enforcement in general. He tried to trick the prosecutor, but he could not trick the jury. The jury saw right through it, saw exactly what he had done, saw the placement of the drugs, and also the reports that he made proclaiming it was evidence. These motorists had their lives turned upside down, upside down because of a cop who was aware of what he could get away with. He knew what he could do. He did it for years before they caught up to him, all right? Now, here's the reality. The reason why they started to look into this guy is because, and I'm gonna say it, because his victims were white. If his victims would have been black or brown, you think they would have investigated him? Because a black male said, "Oh my goodness, the drugs in my car, they weren't there before the cop pulled me over. You think that would have been enough? Okay. Um, the charges related to a dozen victims and traffic stops that occurred on July 4, 2017 after Wester had been on the job for more than a year to June 7, 2018 when he arrested a woman who told him that her only vices were cigarettes and Dr. Pepper, okay? Some of Wester's alleged victims had clean records, but others did not, making them easy marks for the deputy. One person was on drug offender probation when Wester pulled her over. Another handed him his Florida Department of Corrections ID because he had just gotten out of prison and did not have a driver's license. He targeted these people. Wester was sentenced to 12 and a half years in state prison in connection with 19 guilty verdicts handed down in May. They ranged from felonies such as racketeering, official misconduct, fabricating evidence and false imprisonment to misdemeanors such as possession of controlled substances and drug paraphernalia and perjury, all right? Here's some more background about this cat. Wester grew up in Sneeze, the son of a prominent law enforcement officer, Robert Wester. So his daddy is a cop who ran the sheriff's office drug task force for 15 years and ran for sheriff in 2008. Zachary Wester got his first law enforcement job with the Liberty County Sheriff's Office in 2015, but was forced out nine months later amid allegations of sexual misconduct. Now, according to the narrative, the reason why this guy did all of this is because he wanted to become part of the drug task force. And there are some people who will think, oh, he just wanted to please his daddy. No, he wanted to become a member of the drug task force so he can get some real money, so he can engage in some real corruption, so he can really make some moves for his corrupt ass career. Jackson, what are your thoughts here? I think that you nailed it right on the head. And I think that the focus on this is that since it's an old and routine and standard practice that happens in law enforcement, the big question obviously is why. Now, since his victims are white, this isn't only a racially tinged thing, but it helps to propel their careers. Padding your numbers, you become the person within the precinct, within the organization that has more authority, who has more pull because yep. you're seen as more efficient. Even if everyone knows that your methods are corrupt, you're seen as a person 
person who gets the job done. Your team is the person who knows how to do things and who knows the ropes and the person who to follow. And so that gives you more, you know, kind of managerial authority within an organization. And as you said, that could lead him to the higher task force where he can go mm-hmm. after bigger drug busts, where they can then, you know, as we know, do other corrupt things like take product and sell it or just take cash and keep it, as happens every single day. Especially in minority communities where just in general, there's not as much concern for you know who the victims are. Yeah, this cop is now in prison. He had more victims than what he was convicted of. And believe me, there are other victims who simply did not come forward. I have a question for everybody. What in the red state hell? You can take a gun, shoot somebody in the face. It's not hard. Sometimes it might even be fun if they're a godless commie. Now, what they're trying to do is sneak the COVID vaccine in your salads. I never had, I hate math. Somebody say amen. I wouldn't be surprised if this so-called cold, the virus, the flu that I have right now was a targeted attack on me. Do you you speculate that some of that might be going on as well? A targeted attack? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Uh, Like the bioweapon being released on you, this this sociopath Tony Fauci, when he chimerically engineered this taxpayer-funded lab-originated, intentionally released Wuhan China virus. I mean, that could probably be used against people automatically. I mean, people, Republicans, conservatives, talk show host people being yeah. targeted with this virus, right? I mean, don't you think so well, they can paint these, 100%. this picture, this paint the picture about, oh, well, he, Stu Peters got the coronavirus. He did it to himself because he's not vaccinated. Right. Exactly. No, 100%. I mean, we talked about last week with the World Economic Forum uh, launching this bubble gun that you can just, you just point a gun basically and someone gets a vaccine. I'm sure that they have the power to you know target somebody to get COVID. All of the very prominent Republicans and people who have been outspoken against vaccines, um, pastors, etc., suddenly they come down with a bad case of COVID and it makes the news. You know, anti-vaxxer, anti-masker, pastor comes down with COVID. It's all too suspicious. And I absolutely think people are being targeted. Well, they're gonna have to try harder than this because this thing, whatever I have, is weak as hell. Um, You're stronger than it, that's for sure. I got a I got a what a little bit of a stuffy nose now and a little bit of a scratchy throat. Whoop-de-doo. Okay, all right, so there's so much here. There's so much here, I know I'm not gonna be able to cover all of it. All right, number one, the reason why Republicans who are anti-vax and anti-mask and anti-social distancing, the reason why they seem to get COVID all the time is because they're anti-vax and anti-mask and anti-social distancing. Nobody's targeting them, all right? They're literally creating a high risk for themselves. And typically, they are old white men already in a high risk category. So there you have your answer on that one. Did you notice on this that when this guy started to complain about his cold, who in the hell goes on TV and complain about the common cold? Either you come to work or you don't, okay? You got a cold, fine, deal with <laughs> it. But he, this guy is just so moronic. This guy is so extreme. He says his common damn cold, which he characterizes as the flu, is a targeted attack on him. First of all, dude, who in the hell are you? I have <laughs> never heard of you. I don't know who this guy is. I'm not gonna mention his name because I forgot it in my notes. But this dude thinks that somebody's targeting him with a common cold. And then if you notice, 
his guest. Now this is what happens when people just really want to be on TV. His guest had a natural reaction by at first saying basically what? And then she realized, well, damn, I, I need to stay on TV. So, <laughs> so yes, yes, exactly 100%. They, they can do this thing of targeting people. And, and don't you find it strange that all these Republicans are getting COVID? Shame on these individuals because they actually have followers. They actually have people who believe this and they have a responsibility primarily because of their platform to tell the truth. Jackson, what are your thoughts on this? My thoughts are that, you know, Normally, conspiracy theorists have this idea that they think outside the box and that they think bigger than everyone else. But, you know, far right wing American conspiracies actually think incredibly small because, again, it's all about this Fauci created, you know, virus that impacted the entire world for the sake of Republicans and Democrats. Like everything always comes back to Democrats or Republicans. I got this virus up the Democrats. Oh, the Omicron variants in the news up is the Democrats. Everything's about the Democrats and yet this virus has impacted the entire planet. Every single country on earth, it's thrown you know, supply chain distribution completely out of whack. All of that, again, for the sake of two parties in one country. And like you said, like, who the hell is this guy? Like, what difference does it make if you have COVID or <laughs> who cares? Like, you know, and but the right wing, they just, they say anything in this country. They, they just say anything. All right, brother, always a pleasure having you on Indisputable. Tell people how they can follow you on social media and your great work. Oh yeah, check us out at Politoscope app on Instagram and Twitter. And you can check me out on Rebel HQ. I do videos Monday through Friday, just breaking down politics and what's going on in the country. It's always good to be here with you as well. Looking forward to next time. Same here, thank you brother, appreciate you as always. Remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember the truth is always indisputable.